Welcome to the Optimalist Podcast, where we've set out to examine the higher order capabilities that we need to build an optimal future with AI. I'm Sarah, your host through this exploration of the elements of human flourishing. So let's figure out together how we cultivate them. Today, I'm bringing you another solo episode. We received such a great response last time to being able to listen to our ideas rather than just sifting through our newsletter and reading them. For some people, listening and responding and reflecting that way is a better way to kind of get through and really think hard about new ideas that are a little bit complicated. So today I'm going to read parts of a newsletter that we published back in August about where we believe professional development should be moving. And that is actually the key word here in what I'll be discussing, movement. So let's talk about professional growth by design, where the most important thing is getting in motion. November 30th, 2022 is the date that marks the release of ChatGPT. Two months later, the product had been used by 100 million people. We have been fascinated by the potential impacts of AI on society ever since GPT-3 arrived in 2020. A few years before that, our interest had been piqued by the machine learning work we did at Swivel, developing automatic video and podcast editing tools. But what really got our attention was the breakthrough that GPT-3 was creative. This hit very close to home for us as designers. With the arrival of ChatGPT, the world joined us in this fascination. Of course, it was not the first AI tool any of us had used, and AI is far more than ChatGPT. But it was the first generally powerful AI that a large population had now directly experienced. And its launch marked what you might consider a new era in human skill development. What defines this new era? It's the era of acceleration, when the rate of technological process or progress has pretty much exceeded the rate of our own level of adaptability. Before ChatGPT, you could stay ahead of technology and trends with effort. But in this past era, it was also still safe to do the opposite. You could avoid new technology and trends, avoid adapting, and mostly be just fine. That is likely no longer true on both counts. Humans can no longer adapt fast enough to the rate of industry-leading change, even those who actively try. Those who previously tried to avoid new technology and trends can no longer hide for the length of a career. There likely is not a professional on earth that is safe from some level of disruption, including educators. In this era, asking, is there a better way to do this? Almost always leads to an answer of yes. This even likely holds true for the most risk-averse industries like healthcare. It would seem that potentially soon, ignoring the upsides of technological change will carry the same moral consequences as mistakes. The logistical and psychological impacts this will have on us are profound. We have never had what is quite nearly an obligation to be adaptable, especially in response to the change that we can never hope to fully keep up with. To put it mildly, this will require a massive shift in thinking for how both individuals and organizations approach skill and capability development. For organizations, the most obvious change is that traditional training initiatives are becoming obsolete. Top-down centralized initiatives simply cannot move fast enough. In the past, 
organizations could set an annual plan and execute. Now, few plans will stay relevant by year's end. What does this look like to educators specifically? Your foreign language department tried banning Google Translate and then drew their hands up and decided to work with it. Your initiative to get kids writing across the curriculum became questionable overnight with the introduction of ChatGPT. Your career readiness program gets more strained with each new headline out of Silicon Valley. Other industries will have their own versions of this narrative. The urge to become disillusioned and give up will be really strong, but leaders especially cannot let that happen. There is an obligation to help everyone find their way to accepting the challenge to adapt. So this means discarding the top-down approach to professional growth and adopting more of a continuous community-driven movement to be adaptable. What could this new approach to professional learning look like? Primarily, it must inspire everyone to take action and grow. You need a way to express and consider far more options for skills for development than ever before. You need to foster methods to learn how to do new and unproven things. You need to banish the fear of failure and commit to fast learning and iteration to make up for it. You need radical collaboration that builds momentum and support for this shared challenge. It dawned on us the other day that this means that professional development needs to look less like traditional training and a heck of a lot more like creative design projects. A design-centric approach to tackling human development challenges is not a new idea. This was started by one of our mentors, Bill Burnett, when he wrote the book, Designing Your Life, which revolutionized career planning using design methods. Design and its popularized version, design thinking, is fundamentally a process for learning by doing. And it is a process that could deliver exactly the kinds of dynamics, learning experiences that this era requires. To make this happen, it will require leaders who understand the meaning of this new era and have the courage to change how they do things. Leaders would need to recognize that the shift is not just about methods but about culture too. It's well established that for creativity to flourish in an organization, it requires the right culture. It requires the space and the values needed to foster it. The same is now likely true for professional growth. This will also require rethinking values that were once entrenched, but now stand in the way, including long-term planning, the avoidance of errors and mistakes, formalized learning groups, and this is the way it's always been done mindsets. Importantly, this era requires understanding the special psychological toll of this moment. It's bound to incite shock and lead to unproductive responses, ranging from apathy to resistance to distraction. Leaders must be extra deliberate about building supportive communities, encouraging mindfulness and reflective thinking to help everyone develop the interest they need and show up with their best selves. Exactly how you begin this shift is less important than when. The world is already accelerating daily. The most important lesson to take away from design methodology is to set aside your instinct to judge and critique ideas before you even get started. And instead, get in motion. You can listen and subscribe to the Optimalist Podcast wherever you love listening to great podcasts. New episodes are released every Wednesday and links to all of these resources are available in the show notes. 
The Optimalist Podcast is brought to you by Engageable, the only app that gives you the mindful pulse you need for doing better. And it's free. Create an account today at getengageable.com or by downloading Engageable on any iOS or Android device. You can also follow us at Get Engageable on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening to The Optimalist, and I'll be back next week with a whole new conversation and a whole new guest. Until then, stay engaged.